welcome to the Little Things Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Sharp, and I'm so excited that you're here. You can expect us to talk about lots of different things here because I truly believe that we can see Jesus and share Jesus in the little details of our lives. So grab a cup of coffee with me and let's get started. Today's episode is actually taken from a video that I did on Facebook recently. This was recorded live, so it's a little rambly compared to what you hear um, in my other episodes, but just wanted to set up that expectation. Also, if you have any questions, as always, reach out to me at the email address in show notes. Hope you enjoy. Welcome. I'm going to try really hard to honor your time because I know a lot of us, it's, you know, lunchtime, you only have limited time. So I'm just going to jump right into it. I promised that we would talk today about who are you? Are you sure? So I want to tell a quick story. Y'all know that I am a movie geek, movie nerd, whatever you want to call it. And I'm a giant child. So I'm going to reference one of my favorite cartoons ever you remember in the lion king like the actual animated lion king the good one when simba is really upset right um nala has shown up where he's been living with timon and pumbaa and he's very very upset by the prospect that she says he needs to return to the pride and so he runs off and he's kind of screaming into the night you said you'd always be there for me anyway just sad 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 scene And the spirit of Mufasa speaks to Simba and says, remember who you are. Now, it's a very powerful scene in in the story, in the movie, but there's a reason that that worked, okay? As a wise king, Mufasa knew what modern psychology has discovered and teaches and what the Bible actually tells us, that a person will always act in accordance with who she thinks she is. Now I'm saying she, because I typically work with women. So sorry, fellas, if you're here, I'm not trying to offend you, but a person will always act in accordance with who she thinks she is. This is what we call our self-concept, which is basically the way a person thinks and feels about oneself at the deepest level, okay? Our self-concept or the way we feel about ourselves will always, always impact the way that we act. And when I say that, you're like, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That's true. I believe that's true. It is. Just trust me. So Simba ran away from the pride because he thought he was responsible for Mufasa's death, right? He decided that because he was responsible for Mufasa's death, he no longer deserved to live among the pride. He began to act like a person who didn't deserve to live among the pride, even though in truth, he had done nothing wrong. Does that sound at all familiar to you? So let's take a look real quickly at Ephesians chapter one. Now in the um, Transformation Tribe Bible Study Club, we're actually studying Ephesians starting this week. And so um, that's why I wanted to go live about this. It's, it's fresh on my heart, fresh on my mind. And frankly, it's just too exciting to not talk about. In the first chapter, 
you'll see that Paul is kind of reminding the church of who they are in Christ, right? He tells them that they're saints. He tells them that they're blessed with every spiritual blessing. He tells them that they have been chosen. Then in verse 17, 17, 18, and 19 of that same chapter, he prays that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. So he starts the chapter reminding them of who they are. And then he finishes the chapter praying that God will help them remember. He doesn't pray that God give them more faith, more strength, more peace, more power. He doesn't ask for them to have more influence. He doesn't ask for them to have more anything. He just says, Lord, help them remember who they are in Christ. So knowing that you will always act in accordance with who you think you are, we know that it is so important to dig into the word and see what God says about us, right? Now, I don't know about you, but I personally have gone through some scripture that that says something about me as a child of God. And I'm like, well, I most certainly do not feel holy. I most certainly do not feel like a saint. Have you ever had that moment? And so let's talk about what to do if you're reading the scriptures and you come across a passage that talks about you, what to do when it doesn't feel true. So the cool thing is just because you feel something doesn't make your feeling or emotion true. Your emotions are a very, very important part of being human. And maybe one of these days we'll do another video talking about why they're so important. They are absolutely valid and real. If you are sad, you are truly sad. If, and there's a reason for being sad and there's no reason to be ashamed of your sadness, but your emotions are not the boss. So let's go back to Simba, okay? Simba felt like he was responsible for his father's death. Yes, Mufasa did die while protecting Simba. But the truth is that there was more happening than Simba saw, right? Scar was the evil mastermind behind it all. He worked things out behind the scenes to make Simba think it was his fault. But the truth of the matter was that there was other stuff happening that was outside of Simba's perspective. The truth, like with a capital T truth, is that this was not Simba's fault. This was Scar's doing. And so we have to remember that the truth with a capital T is a lot bigger than your feelings. That yes, the, the circumstances and the perspective that you have, absolutely, it's okay to have whatever emotion you have. And that emotion may be doubt or fear or sadness. That's fine. But the truth with a capital T is what happens when we zoom out and see it from God's perspective. And God's perspective is what we find in the word of God. Um, 
Jeremiah actually tells us that our hearts are deceitful above all else, that our feelings will, they will deceive us because they're not the boss. And if we think, if we fool ourselves into thinking that our emotions of the moment are the boss, oh, what a terrible way to live. Let's just say this. We all have met a three-year-old, right? A three-year-old lives by emotion because that's all the three-year-old knows. But you and I are older than three-year-olds. That's just for some reason hard to say today. We should be more mature than that. And so our emotions cannot run the show. We have to have something to stand on that is absolutely unshakable. And that is the word of God. No matter how I feel about it, if it's in my Bible, it's true. I'm going to say it again. No matter how I feel about it, if it's in my Bible, it's true. Second Timothy tells us that the word of God is good for teaching and training and correction so that we can be complete and prepared for the work that God has put before us. That it was an absolute paraphrase. It was not a word for word reading. The word of God is truth. So I can stand on it no matter how I feel. And the second thing, and this is like, my favorite thing. If you run across something in the Bible that is talking about you and you're like, but I certainly don't feel like a saint, right? This is the best news ever. It's not about you. What? Kat, we're talking about our identity in Christ and you're telling me it's not about me. That's exactly what I'm saying to you. This video is not about pumping you up or building your self-esteem. I love you and I, I, I would like you to have happy emotions and I would like you to feel good. But let me tell you, if all I did was come on here and try to make you feel fluffy and happy, I would be doing you a disservice. My identity in Christ is not about me at all. I don't want me or you to have better self-esteem. I want both of us to have God esteem. The cool thing about all of this stuff that talks about who we are in Christ, if you look at those scriptures, you know, we were talking about Ephesians chapter one. If you look at the things that it says about you and I, there's one thing in common with all of those pieces. Jesus, none of that is based on my merit or yours. In fact, it's a reflection of God's nature, not mine. All of these statements apply to us because of what Jesus has done, period. Which means, are you ready for this? We can't mess it up. Like, how good is that news? Now, yes, you can absolutely behave like a person who doesn't know Jesus. But I can tell you from personal experience and years of stubbornness and defiance that when a person who has the Holy Spirit in our heart, when a person who knows Jesus as Savior behaves in a way that is contrary to our identity and status and the will of God, we are miserable. Miserable. That's what we call grieving the Spirit. And since the, the Spirit of God resides in us, when we grieve the Spirit, we are grieved too. You may have an experience where you have run from the will of the Lord for a time, you were probably pretty miserable. So, yes, I can make myself miserable by behaving in a way that is not lined up with what the Bible says about me. But 
My Bible also tells me that nothing will separate me from the love of God. That, that's terrible. that misery that we feel when we defy him, that grieving of the spirit is, is almost like his loving conviction to draw us back to him. It's a sign that we are loved. So what does this mean? You will always act in accordance with who you think you are. When you remember that you are saved by Jesus Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit, it changes the way you behave, which means get your behind in the Bible, right? You're not going to know the truth if you don't read the truth, and you're not going to remember the truth if you don't get in the truth every day to be reminded. One of my favorite truths from the Bible about who I am through Jesus is I have been made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that anyone who is in Christ Jesus has been made a new creation. Like, I love that. And what that means is that no matter what I used to do, no matter what I used to be, I don't have to be that anymore. I used to be addicted to sugar and I don't have to be anymore. I used to be prone to anger and yelling and I don't have to be anymore. Like my first instinct when I got upset was to hit somebody. I don't have to do that anymore. I used to be prone to judgment and hate. I don't have to be that way anymore. And I am absolutely still tempted. Oh yes, if, if somebody drives in a foolish manner, it is my first temptation, my first instinct is to still get cranky. But it's a temptation. And because of what Jesus has done for me, I have a choice. I don't have to cave to that temptation. I can make choices and choose the behavior of a person who follows Christ. So if you're like me and you have a history of some unhealthy choices and you want to replace those old unhealthy habits and choices with some new habits that steward your physical body and honor the God who created it. I want to encourage you to look into our November transformation challenge. Um, we're going to spend six weeks together digging into the word of God. We're going to be moving our bodies. We're going to learn about how to feed it nourishing, healthy food that, that gives us energy and, and treats the, our bodies the way they need to be treated to prepare us for the work that God has put before us. If you have questions about that, please, by all means, message me, or I will drop a link in the comments of this video and um, you can uh, check that out. Message me if you've got any questions, but remember who you are. And if you don't know who you are, there's a Bible for that. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments on anything we discussed today, please feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website at catsharp.com to the contact page, or you can look in show notes for an email address. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.